Welcome to the Sunrise Podcast with Dr. M.M. Amakaro. We hope you enjoy it. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Read down. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, stand. Stand therefore, having gathered your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always, all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for the saints. Amen. Oh my God. Father, we just worship you for your word, the spirit, the anointing, the power in your word, the quickening that your word brings to our spirits, the understanding, the revelation in your word. Thank you for taking us step by step by step, precept upon precept. Thank you for bringing us to Ephesians 6. And then really, really digging deep to cause us to understand what it means to stand and how it is that we should stand. And telling us that in standing, understanding, making us to understand what we are standing against, what we are withstanding as we stand. And opening our understanding, our minds to see the equipments, the armor, how you have equipped us and what our role is when we stand. We worship you today. We exalt you today. Awesome, mighty, wonderful Father. You are deserving of our worship and our praise. We thank you also for all the battles you have won for us in time past. The high victories that you secured for us in time past. Otherwise, where would we have been if it were not for you? How would we have been now where we are if you have not secured the victories? We want to worship you. We want to thank you. And above all, we reckon and we recognize and acknowledge that you are the head of powers and principalities. You are the sovereign God that besides you there is none. None can compare, none can compete. That is why when you say they came to steal, to kill, and to destroy, you are already here, and that we may have life and have it more abundant. Thank you for who you are, 
and thank you for where you are in us, Christ in us. We bless you. Thank you, our Redeemer. Thank you, our Savior. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. So this is Paul the Apostle. Having said all, if we read that um, um, Ephesians, read from 5, he's talking about many things, institutions of family, institutions of marriage, he's talking about even um, the fellowship and the bonding between master and servant, he's touching everything, every area of relationship, and instructing by the word of God, by the spirit of God, the dynamics that should be between husband and wife, father and children, and, you know, parents and children, and so on and so on. Now, he now comes to the crux of the matter. Having told them that, look, hmm, what we see is not what we see. It's a place that says, the weapon of our warfare is not canal. It's mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So when we talk about battles, when we talk about war, it's not ordinary physical sometimes just carrying, you know, when you have physical situations. He said, no, we are not fighting flesh and blood. <laughs> we are fighting powers and principalities. So that is why you see the children of Ephraim. They were armed with bows and arrows. They were armed physically, they were armed, but spiritually they were naked. They had nothing because they forgot God. So the ammunition that we are talking about, the armor that we are talking about is physical, spiritual armor beyond the physical. How are you armed? How are you going to be able to stand? Stand still and see. How are you standing still and see? At the Red Sea, when he told um, um, Moses, ask the children of Israel to move forward. And they say, stand still and see the salvation. Because he was in the battle. He was the one fighting. He was over there watching. Because there's no way they could have battled the principality that was Pharaoh. He had to take a higher principality. Our God, Jehovah, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, the only true God, the one who was before and still is to come. This Jehovah, he's the man of war. We can't, what is the strength to fight? Because what you're facing that Red Sea that you saw was Red Sea, but the battle was beyond that Red Sea. It took power, principality, and power, a higher one, to cause that Red Sea to open. Santa Sharia. What about the kings that armed and came against Jehoshaphat? For you to know that it was not a physical battle. Because they don't raise any army. I will show you that this battle, I'm the one to fight. You will see that it's not flesh and blood you're fighting. You don't even need to meet them physically. Stay where you are and watch me demolish these people. And what did Jehoshaphat arm himself with? Armed himself with praise. He said, praise me. He said, he inhabits the praises of his people. So the almightiness of God came inside that praise. And that praise became the sword, became the battle axe. The, the praise became the soldiers. The praise moved. Oh my God. Became the battalion. God. We have seen instances in this Bible. What about when that king, Sennacherib, besieged Samaria and started bragging and boasting and telling Hezekiah, the king, 
So you better open your doors. I'm coming to take your wives and your children and your gold and all you pay tribute to me. He was bragging. Hezekiah went to the temple, carried the letter that this king wrote, spread it before God and cried. He said, yes, this king is true. He has devastated kingdoms from Egypt. Name it. And he has marched towards us now. But the only thing that we know, the difference is that those other gods, those other kingdoms that he's defeated and taken as slaves and they are paying tributes to him, their god was not you, the god of the whole earth, the true god, the Alpha, the Omega. It was not this god. That is why, Father, if you don't help us now, we are finished. Our help is no way but you. And look at Jehovah. What did God do? <laughs> he said, he said, Isaiah, go and tell Hezekiah that that sinner, his master, he was not going to come into the city. I'm going to put a hook in his nose. I will defend this city for the sake of my name and for the sake of my servant David. He's not coming near this city. And what did he do? He just brought one angel. Look at the battle. So, Father, we worship you. So, what is this place telling us? This place is saying, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What we have going into battle, what we have is our strength, the strength of our faith in God, the power of the might of God to fight for us. There are some things that you see, they look flimsy, they look so casual. You don't know that the person coming to provoke that trouble is armed. It's armed. There are things that happen you cannot explain. Like this one that is breaking my heart. I've been wondering about that girl's death. A child of 23. Brilliant girl, first class brain. Graduated mathematics, best in her class. From Defense Academy. And then went to learn flying. Graduated. The very first combat helicopter pilot. The very first was decorated by the presidency. Jesus. She made history at 23. Eight months after, she's dead. How did she die? A friend came to pick her up. And she came out to enter the car on the road, in the streets. And then, then looked over to the others on the other side of the road and saw a childhood friend. They got so excited. So she was crossing the street to go and greet that child, unknown to her. This friend who had come to pick her, who had parked some distance away from her, was reversing. So she could enter the car. And that, that friend smashed her. That's how she died. How do you explain that? How do you explain that? I searched, I've been searching, I've been searching for answers. How do I explain it? How do you explain that? Joy cut off like that. Joy cut off like that. When the celebration and the congratulation had not even dried. There are things happening in this world. So when the Bible says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, the only way to survive onslaughts, the only way to see victory is what this is saying. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power, not your power, not my power, 
Which power? The power of God's might. The might of God. His might to protect. His might to defend. His might to war when it's necessary for you. His might to go with you. His might to stand in front. Be the pillar of cloud before. Be the pillar of fire behind. His eyes following you everywhere. Looking at the vain imaginations of the wicked. Saying, no, you will not touch this one. That is seal upon your life. Be strong in that power. This is coming back to talk about faith. Be strong. And he's telling her, put on the whole armor. He didn't say part of the armor. He said the whole of it. Put it on. So in other words, he didn't say this armor will come upon you. It's God that will bring this armor upon you. He said you carry your hand. Protect this armor and wear it. That's what he says. He said, put it on. It's an instruction. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Yesterday we were talking about stand and see. Stand and see. You see, the Bible is wholesome. The Bible is complete. God will not leave you in doubt. He will not leave you naked. He will not leave you without. A... So, I say stand and see. So how are you going to stand? What does it mean to stand? So he's telling us here in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. He said, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You cannot stand if you are not wearing an armor. And this armor is not the armor of the physical sword you are going to carry. It's not the physical equipping yourself and trusting in your own power. That's why he says it's not flesh and blood you're fighting. The armor that you're putting on is God's own armor. God that is spirit. God that is life. Because this battle is in the spirit. So put on God's own armor. I see the soldiers when they go to the northeast to fight this Boko Haram. Devastation, devastation. But it's always, my heart is always glad when I see believers who are soldiers. When it's time for them to go, come and see them in church. Oh, I feel like crying. When they recount what has happened to their colleagues, when they come back and they have come back alive, and they come back to give testimonies, they say, if it were not for the Lord, and they give testimonies. Remember the testimony of the other one that's still helicopter fighter. When they shot through, the bullet just tore through his head. You could see. The bullet just, you see the scratches of the bullet, how he escaped, nobody, how he escaped. Why? Because he was calling God. He was worshipping God. He was, he, he, he hid in God. He's too strong in God. And when they are testifying, say, look, they didn't escape because they were combat soldiers and they knew how. They escaped because God fought for them. God was with them. They put on the armor of God. So when I see them in church, I say, God, so many died. They will say, how they are called? Devastated. That one that just escaped when Boko Haram attacked the camp. Wow. And he says, 
so that you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. When the Bible says wiles of the devil, the devil has it too. The devil is a legalist and he's a strategist. He has it. But thank God that he's like a roaring lion. He's not a lion. The lion of the tribe of Judah knows how to. That is why. Otherwise, they would have killed David now, Daniel in the lion's den. There's a lion that is bigger. So in spite of their words, say, for we say, put on the whole armor that you may be able to stand. So when, when God tells you, stand and see, you're not just standing, standing. You're, it is the armor of God that you're putting on that will help you to stand and not run back in the day of battle. And then he goes on to say, for we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. How many stands have we seen here? Put on the whole armor that you may be able to stand and then that you may be able to stand against the walls of the enemy. And we go down and say, so that you'll be able to withstand and then having done all to stand. And then 14 starts again, stand therefore. How many stand here? So standing is important. It's expedient. Standing is all that is. Because you see things that will make you wrong. You will see things that will overpower you. You will see powers that indeed, when you look and you're standing in flesh and blood, already you're blown like the dust. You become like the chaff. But when you have the whole armor of God, and it now goes on to say, started counting stand therefore number one having guided your waist with truth what is truth the word of god is truth he said i am the truth jesus is truth i am the truth he said i'm the way i'm the truth i'm the life truth is what you hold to be true truth is what is not adulterated Truth is not just fact, fact. Truth is testimony, is the word of God, is the statutes of God. And he goes on to say, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, my God, breastplate of righteousness, breastplates, the one that was going to cover your heart, the breastplates of righteousness. Otherwise, the devil will accuse you. He's an accuser of brethren. He will bring all the things you did in time past, how you're not deserving to worship God, to even call God, that God is not your father. But once you have appropriated the righteousness of God, once we have received Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, we point him to the cross. Whom the Son of God has made free is free indeed. So you have no accusation over my life. The law of sin and death no longer holds me but the law of life the life of spirit in christ jesus the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death so you have no accusation that you bring against me that the blood of jesus has not answered to it so that becomes my breastplate no accusation there's no charge against me who will bring a charge against god's elect i'm god's elect 
So what child? What did I do last year? What did I do that God has not? See, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he has taken my transgressions from me. I am the righteousness of God. So what are you bringing? So that is the truth. I'm standing in that truth. Father, we worship you. Above all, taking the shield of faith, when he say, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the gospel of peace, this is the gospel. So we wrap our feet with the gospel. We wrap our feet with what we know about the gospel. Jesus reconciled us to God. There's no enmity between us and God. That gulf has been closed. Having given us Jesus, what else will he not give us through Christ? And then he goes on to say, Above all, taking the shield of faith. Why is it above all? Because it's by faith that you stand. Faith is a shield. I learned that a long time ago, and I have testimonies to show that faith is a shield. Once you stand, no matter what you see, you say that he that will come will come. We trust this God. He will not lie. He will do as he has said. Even if he does not, I still stand. He is God. That becomes a shield. The enemy cannot penetrate that. And he goes on to say, it is with this shield that you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts, the fiery darts of the wicked. What are these darts against? The darts are coming against your trust of God. The darts are coming against your belief. Every dart, every doubt, every way he wants you to question whether this God will help you, every way he wants you to have divided opinion, he will throw darts. He will try to break and to mold and to distort your thoughts of God, your knowledge of God. And once he does that, he has gotten you. So that faith is a shield. When you believe and you believe and you believe. When you stand firm and you believe. The three Hebrew boys say, this God is able to save us. And he will. But should he not, we will not bow. So the devil had nothing to say to that. Had nothing to say. Had nothing to say. When Mary said, let it be to your handmaiden according to what you have said. That was the final answer. So I don't care whether biologically it's possible. I'm not going to question how you're going to do it. So do it. I believe you. They have, the enemy will turn tail and trot. Who will go. So faith in what God has spoken. Faith in God is that shield. It is the greatest shield any man can carry. So the fiery darts come, you stand. This is what God said. And he goes on to say, and take the helmet of salvation the, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. What are you using to slice the enemy? What are you using to cut the enemy? The word of God is a two-edged sword. That is what Jesus used. The enemy said, throw down yourself. Ah, God said, you say, it is written. It is written. It is, by the time he said it is written three times, it, devil found his way. So the word is, so any, in, any child of God who says he's going to battle and you don't have the word, where is your sword? Where is your sword? The word is a sword. Once you say it and it's not your, that is why in prayers, there's nothing as good, there's nothing as potent as praying the word of God. Give it back to God the way he said it. That is why studying the Bible and finding the word, finding the appropriate word for the appropriate thing. Once you said it, it is now God's word. You're saying, God, this is what you say. This is your righteousness, this is integrity. It's not possible that you will lie. This is your word. That is why Jesus gave God back God, God's word. And the devil took off. Nothing as powerful as it is written. Nothing as powerful as according to your word. 
Nothing has powerful. Father, recall what you said. Father, remember. Nothing as powerful as your word. So once we carry this word, is a sword. This is what you use to execute judgment against the enemy. You execute. As you worship, you execute judgment. So you can imagine this soldier. You're looking at this soldier. And this soldier is wearing the full armor. And the shield that is carrying, you know that shield that you hold, that shield that, that boomerangs and, and, and takes back every fairy dad that they show. You put the shield this way, you put the shield this way, you put the shield this way. That is our faith. Once you carry that shield, it will not touch you. No matter what they do, it will not touch you. Because it meets the, the shield, just gets it. Cannot target your heart. And so which sword? So the shield in one hand, the sword in this hand. The sword is the word. The shield and the sword, they play together. The sword is what, what, oh, what strengthens the shield. The shield is what strengthens the sword. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. We cannot go to the battle and say we are holding the shield and we don't have the sword. The two go together. They go together. The word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this. And so, then prayers. Praying in the spirit. As the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. There are certain battles that we fight. We don't even understand it. But the spirit who knows and who sees. The light that shines in darkness. We can want to walk into a pitfall. But the Holy Spirit will quickly and will start to pray. You find yourself praying in tongues. You don't, it has happened to me many times. You're praying and praying and praying. You don't know what you're praying for. But the Holy Spirit understands. Sometimes gives you the interpretation. Sometimes does not. Until that burden is lifted from your heart. You know that. Gee, angels have moved into this matter. Father, I just want to worship you this morning. My soul magnifies you, Holy Father. We thank you for telling us, teaching us how to stand. We thank you for teaching us not just stand still and see. You say, having done all, stand. And the way to stand is to put on the whole armor. Put on the whole armor. The whole armor of God. What is the whole armor? You have broken it down to us one by one. Thank you. First you say, why do we need the armor? Because we are not fighting flesh and blood. What we see is not what we see with our eyes. We know no man in the flesh. You God who sits in heaven, you see vain imagination. You see all the dangers. You see the pitfalls. By the Spirit of God, you equip us against every power, every principality. You bring your strength, the power of your might into the battle. That is why we can stand. And we thank you for guiding our ways with truth, that we are born again, that there's no condemnation, no charge can be brought against us, that Jesus died and he paid the full price, that we no longer exist, the life we live, we live in him, so no charge can be brought against us, that we have every right to stand before God, we can stand boldly and when we come we obtain mercy and find grace, we are standing in this truth, that we will not die but live to declare your works, we're standing in this truth, this is the truth, this is the truth that we belong to you. You have sealed us with that seal of redemption. This is the truth that Satan comes and finds nothing in us. This is the truth. Father, we worship you, not we exalt you. Thank you for teaching us about the shield of faith. When we ask, how can we stand without the shield of faith? Having done all, stand. What are you standing with? The shield of faith. Let faith be in your heart. Above all, faith. Above all, faith. And then, of course, the sword of the Spirit. Because the sword is the word of God. 
The word of God is the sun. Thank you, Holy Father, for equipping us for battle. Thank you, Holy Father, for granting us strength in the power of your mind. Thank you, Holy Father, for we are standing against every wise. There's nothing they can do. Their craftiness, you take them in that craftiness. They gather, they must fall. They take counsel, they cannot stand because you are with us, a mighty, terrible God. My dear, is celebration, terrible We worship you this morning. We thank you for teaching us to stand. We thank you for equipping us to stand. We thank you for the sword of the spirit that we have. We thank you for guiding ourselves with truth. We thank you, Holy Father, for the shield of faith. We thank you for the preparation of the gospel of peace. Yeah, this gospel of peace, gospel of reconciliation. Thank you, Holy Father. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Because we are standing, Father, we will see. We are seeing your glory, that you are going to rot by the power of your might, the power of your might that works in us, works in us, the faith in us, quickening the power of your might. Because we believe, we see. Thank you, Holy Father. We bring our family before you. Say, whatever the pattern, however it rages, that we will stand with them in faith, each and everybody. He said, no child of God will be defeated. Because the battle is not as the battle is yours. You say, stand still and see. Daddy, we take your word in our mouth. We take your word in our hearts. We take the sword of the spirit. We take this faith because we believe in the word. We are victorious. Thank you, Holy Father. For you have made us more than conquerors. And the glory is yours. Thank you for fighting. Thank you for redemption. Thank you, Holy Father. For the church of Jesus Christ. No gates of hell. No gates of hell. No gates. When they say gate, gate is gate. But Father, you are head of principalities and power. So their gates cannot prevail against our destiny. Nobody can shut the door when you have opened. Nobody can say no when you have said yes. Nobody will bring to pass what you have not commanded. Therefore we stand because we see what you have said. We will see it come to pass in our lives, the lives of our children, in our careers, in our families, in this country, in Nigeria. Thank you, Holy Father. Blessed be your name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.